0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Number 1. Okay? We're in this whole what what is this soul what is this soul series all about? I am a very strong um Advocate in this kind of sort of understanding. Your spirit is perfect. Okay? And everything you need, God put in your spirit that you were going to need for the earth. It's in your spirit. Okay? Hey, go to go to Ephesians 1 3, please, Mom. Go to Ephesians 1.3. Let me I'm gonna write all these down, go back over them. Okay? Just write them in your notes in your phone or whatever. And you need to have these scriptures. And they're very, very important. Okay? Go to Ephesians 1.3, and then we're just gonna keep rolling. Colossians 1.27, we've been staying in a textual spot. Now, this is what I want you to see, okay? Now, here's where we gotta figure out first and foremost. Okay, before we even go into Colossians and Ephesians and all that, you sooner or later in your life have to make the word of God the final authority of your life. Write that down. Write that down. I can't help, I had somebody the other day, They were not. they were not in the church, from the church, and I said, man, you're, you're, in a, you're in a spot right now that it's, I'm kind of a little nervous for people, certain people. Because if the word of God is not going to be the final authority in your life, I don't know what is. And it's scary when you try to help somebody dealing with stuff because they don't the word of God is not their final authority. So I, how do you stop keeping negative out of your life? You can't. There's no governor. Like, where'd that thought come from? If you don't think there's an enemy giving you that thought, you're taking ownership of everything that comes in your head. That's, that's, that's not safe. And I said, man, I'm telling you, if you can't get this thing from me, you got to go talk to somebody, and I'm going to tell you right here now, there ain't a person in the world going to be able to help you. Because everything has to link back to a truth. Is that okay? So for the church, you got to sooner or later make the word of God your final authority. Now, I'm not talking about 30%. I'm talking about God wrote it. I read it, I believe it, and that's the end of it. You know what I'm saying? You know, we were in Bible school. They had this goofy, I hated this class. Oh, so stupid. It was like the validity of the Bible. We had to learn like Vulgate and all this crazy nonsense. I was like, oh, my God, boring nonsense, canon, and, you know, just where they, and I said, and you know why it was so stupid for me? Because I was like, I walked in a room, Some dude got saved and walked out and had an experience of a lifetime and said, I believe everything in the Bible and the periods and the commas because I seen my life transform from a relationship with Jesus. I don't need to know where it came from. It could have came from Port Orange for crying out loud. I'm believing it. But you have to decide that sooner than later. Like that's it. The Bible said it. I believe it. Otherwise, you have no governor, and there's no telling what you're going to believe, and you're not, you, you have nowhere to find um, an area of refute to your mind's kind of suggestions. So first and foremost, step number one, if I'm going to have transformation, I got to make the word of God my final authority. And here's a good one. Saying this loving, saying this kind, not your idea of what you consider to be the truth, what the truth says. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I believe. No, 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 no. Almost to where it becomes uncomfortable, I'm going to conform to the transformation process of the word of God. Is that okay? Because the word of God's not going to give you a lot of emotional um, pivoting. It's kind of cut and dry. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is the way I interpret it. Well, you might be interpreting it wrong. So just get right interpretation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you'll bring up something touchy, like, oh, what about the tongues? I don't know about the tongues. Well, you don't know a lot of things, so just not mean. Just go with it. Yep. Where I come from just go with it. You know what I mean? I sat in a plane one time with this dude. He's like, I-, I thought that went out with the acts of the apostles. Mm. So I was like, Well, here we go. Robo shake. Guess you call me an apostle, bro. It ain't out, it's still here. It's an evidence to the unbeliever. He didn't freak out. I didn't strip him out, but I was on a plane. I was like, I'm going to try to explain this for an hour and a half. He's going to bother me the whole plane ride. I'm like, I'm getting this over with right now. He's like, you do got that stuff. I said, sure do, sir. Let's go. You want to know? You don't want to know. You know what I mean? Don't give me. You know, I know people get like, well, I don't know. You don't know a lot of stuff. That's why you go to church and learn. That's why it's, a, it's not a communicative thing. It's a teaching thing, okay? We got that. Boom. Ephesians 1, 3. Look what it says. Write it down. Read it when they put it up there. We got brand new projectors. Don't they look great? Yeah. You like them? Yeah. yeah, because we need them. They were getting all fuzzy and weird. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You read in the Bible? Yeah. So this is the final authority of your life, right? Because we're going that way, right? Who hath blessed us with All spiritual blessings, right? In heavenly places, right? And what did we learn in Colossians 127? Come on, where are they? Colossians 127, here we go, right? So you got all spiritual blessings, right? Colossians 127, you know this one by now. What, the mystery of Christ, the mystery of the church, the mystery of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 127, you got that one? Just write them down. You got good eyes, you can read that little print. That's pretty good. Yeah, like a little Gideon Bible over there, Adrian. I was like, praise the Lord. I can't, I would not be able to see that forever. All right? To whom God would make known what is the riches. I've been giving you these scriptures, remember? What is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles? You know what that means? Yeah, but what does it mean right there? What is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? What was the riches of the mystery of the glory? That God could come live inside of you. Hope of glory. So watch this now. Come on. Watch me now. Come on. Where is everything you need from heaven? It's in you. That's why he talks kingdom. When he says the kingdom of God is within, he's talking about the government of heaven is inside of you. It is. That's why the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, but the violent take it by force. You got to be strong. Okay, I'm gonna give you scriptures. Just write them down. See, I hopefully, hopefully you guys go over these, but if you don't go over them, it's okay, you got me. You know, no, i am be serious. I'm, gonna re, I'm, gonna, I'm very redundant about it. I, I bring it back up. I'm not going to just leave you alone in it because I know what it takes. That's why you go to a good church. You know what I mean? Where I'm not going to let you forget about it. But the kingdom of God is the government of God. Okay? Now watch this. I'm going to give them a different one. I'm going to flip it a little bit. Luke 17, 20, and 21. Just write these down and go, okay, I got to get this. Because the kingdom of heaven is the government of heaven. Does that make sense? That's how God, the government of heaven It's how God rules and reigns. It's how God does things, okay? And you got that in you. That's in you, okay? You you see that? So write this down, and you're gonna put it up there, and you're gonna see it. So if you go to Luke 17, 20 and 21, we're gonna see this, and what I think is really cool is that we have a kingdom mindset of understanding. Does that kind of, you know, you get that, what do you mean a kingdom mindset? Well, the kingdom of heaven is within, and if it's in within, how does this work? Well, I'll show you right up there, 17, 1720, right? It's going to make sense. They'll get it when they pop it up there. What he's just saying is this. So the government of heaven is living inside of you. So you got that? Spirit of God in you, right? So we're reading it. We're just reading it. Read it slow. It's all cool. we ain't in a rush. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You don't just got to see it. It ain't a kingdom you're going to see with your eyes, man. See, let me show you something here. I'm going to give you a mystery, right, a mystery revealer. Remember when they all kept saying, show us the kingdom, show us the kingdom, show us the kingdom? All the while, Jesus was like, you're never going to see it with your physical eyes. The kingdom I'm coming to establish is going to be within. It's when I'm going to enter inside the person and the kingdom of heaven's government authority and establishment is going to be inside. So when Christ comes in you, you're going to see the kingdom of heaven. It was never a physical place to see with your eyes. Eventually we'll see it with our eyes. It was a place to be experienced on the inside. You see what I'm saying? So look at verse 21, because look what he says. He said this. He said, neither shall they say, lo, here it is, or there it is. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Ain't that good news? So where's, when, you get, but when you got born again, the kingdom of God came and lived inside of you. Now watch this. Did you know that? Now, just go slow. You might know it, but are you experiencing it? And that's that Ephesians 1, 3. See, that's is why you, I'm teaching you. I'm, I'm, this is why line upon line. Does that make sense? So you got born again. Did you get born? I'm in, I ain't born again yet. Well, today when you leave, we're going to get the kingdom in you. Okay? So now watch this. That means your self-contained power, victory, authority is there. You don't, you don't, you you don't got to expect nothing to come from heaven. It's going to come through you. Because heaven already put the kingdom in you. See that? This makes you, this is, you know why I teach you this stuff? Because it puts demand on you to reprogram your head because I'm right. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just trying to, the kingdom, everybody looking up. What's coming from up besides birds flying over your head? Ain't nothing coming from up. It's in you. Christ in you, in you. He's in you. Stop looking for help everywhere else. He's in you. Look internally and he'll give you, oh, okay, I'm here. So why? Now, let me show you why. You ain't going to speak to no mountain if you don't think God lives in you. You're going to tolerate the mountain and cry about the mountain and talk about the mountain and deal with the mountain and have a pity party around the mountain and have, pitch a tent around the mountain. No, but if you know the kingdom of heaven's in you and you can release power, I'm going to speak to the mountain and tell it to Go. I'm going to start using these principles of fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to speak the situation. Sir, we don't talk enough. We got to understand this stuff. So you pulled it in. It's in you. It's in you. It's in what's in you. God's in you. Kingdom's in you. Principles are in you. Look, I showed you. You want to see it? All the promises of God. You know. You want know, to know where all the promises of God are? They're in you. Did you know that? They're in you. Beep. Did you know that? They're in you. Come on. Did you know this? I'm telling you. You got to listen to this stuff because it's going to help you. Look. Hebrews, look at this. You want to see it? I'll show you. Go to Hebrews 6. You all right? It's in you. And if all these promises are in you, God, God's not going to forget this. Go to Hebrews 6, and we can start with uh let me do this, just to make sure, because I don't want to, uh, 13. Hebrews 6, 13. Just write these down, okay? It's word. This is why This is why we word of faith, teaching you the faith in the word. See, you can't argue with me because I'm telling you the truth. What do he say the kingdom of heaven was? He said, man, stop looking for a building. Kingdom ain't in no building, no physical location, observation. It's in you. So God's living in you. Why would God live in me? Because you became the tabernacle of heaven. God ain't, God ain't only in heaven. Let me show you something here. God and Jesus are in heaven. The Holy Spirit's in you as a representation of the kingdom in the earth. That's why you got to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Church is trying to keep the Holy Spirit out. You got to let the Holy Spirit in. He lives in you, man. Come on. Well, if we start getting in that Holy Spirit, so, you know, come on, give me a break. For when God made, now we'll read this, read it slow, let it saturate. We're te- I'm, not, I'm not preaching today, I'm teaching. Okay? So the kingdom of heaven is present. Look what he says here, because you got to put these pieces together. For when God made, and you're smart, man, you understand this stuff. So when you read it, believe it, because it's who you are, you already know it. When I say it, it confirms to your heart. Just get agreement. From when God made promise to Abraham because he couldn't swear by nobody greater, he swore by himself. You know what that means? God looked around and said, hey, who can I come into agreement with? Ain't nobody like me, so I'll cut this deal with myself. So God and Jesus, now let me explain something to you. This is powerful. You know who made the covenant when Abraham showed up? Remember Abraham went to bed? Abraham was not part of that covenant. He put him to sleep. Why? Because he knew, he said, if a man gets involved with this covenant, he'll screw it up. So God and Jesus cut a covenant. Abraham seen dimly in the vision. He saw what was going on, but he didn't know what it was. Once he got the pieces together, God cut the covenant with himself. God and Jesus made a perfect covenant. That's why none of those promises cannot come to pass. They have to come to pass. Problem is we don't plan them right and we don't understand the process And I'm going to show you how to get the process right and get any promise you want in that word to come to pass in your life. Any one of them. But the problem is you got to be patient. That's why he likened the word to a seed. You don't put a seed in the ground today and expect something to be there tomorrow. That's impatience. But I'm going to tell you what. You sell out to this system, you're going to be dangerous. Because you're going to put it in there and leave it alone. Put it in there, dig it in there and leave it alone. And know it's growing. And not look and see circumstances to tell me whether it's working. Can't look at circumstances to tell you if anything's working. Don't look right. Yep, see what I'm saying? But when God made promise, see that? You couldn't swear by nobody else, he swear by himself. Look at 14. You've heard these scriptures before, but you got to get this because how do I bring? See, the only way to really change anything in your life is with the power to change it. It's called the Word of God. You can't get lasting change without the word. That's how your life got changed. You got the word. So watch this, right? Saying, surely, see it. Blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. See right there? Now keep going. We're going to go all the way to like 20 or something like that, right? What's he saying? I will multiply thee. Okay. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now you better write that down. He what? Abraham patiently endured, and then he got the promise. You got to have patience, man. Faith and patience work together like wonder twins. You know what I'm saying? Faith and patience. Nobody likes patience. You know what did James say? Have patience. Patience has its perfect work. Patience, right? Why? You want to know why we hate patience? Cuz we want to fix it ourselves and you can't fix stuff. Yeah, let God fix it. Yeah, I'm starting to learn the older I get and the smarter I'm getting. Put it on the back burner and leave it alone. God'll fix it better than you're going to complain about it. Leave it for a minute. Leave it over there. Let God, God, you take care of that. I'm just going to say, and you're like, oh, my God, you're so, it's like, I want to get my hands on it. It's like, don't touch it, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to jack it all up. Let God take care of it. You want to get involved. You're going to mess it up. Take it easy, man. God cares about your situation. He cares about your feelings. Nobody cares more about you than God. And when you think you're ready, you're not. That's another thing I learned about God. I'm ready now, God. He's like, and then it happens later, and you're like, oh, my God, I wasn't ready for this. Take it easy. Because, you know, the Lord spoke to me. I told Pastor Liz, she was the first one that got it. It was hot off the press. I was preaching in Atlanta, and I leaned over. You know something God told me? I'm sitting there. I said, you know what God told me? He said, seeds don't grow in the light. They only grow in darkness. He said, seeds don't grow in no light. You got to put it in the dirt and bury it and let it die. Seeds grow and I thought about my life. I'm like, no wonder why you gotta be developed in obscurity. Because you can't be exposed to light and really grow. So God gotta go bury you. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. Stay in the dirt. Don't come out. Everybody look at your neighbor. Look at your, touch your neighbor, touch your neighbor, tell them stay in the dirt, stay in the dirt. That's funny, right? Because I want to get out do you want to get out? Oh, God, get me out of here. Stay in the dirt. Don't get out. Stay in the dirt. You got a haircut. Look at that joker. Woo! You got curls and everything. That's cute. Come on. Come on. She like it? Did she make you get a haircut or you got it on your own? She likes it. She likes it. That's all that counts, right? Everybody growing hair, cutting hair, making mustache. I was like, why do you do that? And she likes it. So I, I do do what the girls want. Hey Amen. I don't blame you. I would. Come on, somebody. That's what I do. I was, Pastor Liz like me bald. No, I'm just kidding. Come on. Come on. Listen, you right. Stay in the dirt. You gotta stay in the dirt. But how many no in the dirt? Man, it ain't no fun. You got because you got, you know what makes that seed? Jesus likens the word of God into a seed. Pressure. That's what happens. Pressure gets around that seed. And I'm not a farmer. You can talk to Billy about this. Okay. All I know is I one day I met this dude in Bible school. This Joker had hands. <laughs> I did not want that dude to grab a hold of me, man. I was like, "What in the heaven, man?" This guy took his hand and he like put his hand in mine and like my his hand like just covered my hand and it felt like mallets. I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought the guy was a mechanic. I was like, "What do you do?" This guy's shaking my hand. What a goofball I must look like, right? I'm like, "What do you do, man? <laughs> Break people's face with this?" He's like, "I'm a farmer." I said, I got to talk to you. I was in a meeting is where I was, the one guy. And the other guy was at Ramah. I met this guy, and I was like, what do I do? What, I got to talk to you. I said, what do you plant? He goes, I plant soybean, I plant this. I said, okay, okay, What's the pr- give me the number one principle of a seed. Is it quantity? Is it this? What is it? He looked at me. You know what he said? He said, it's the depth we sow it. Because if we sow it too shallow, it will reap too fast. If we show it too deep, it'll take too long. My harvest is not dependent on how much seed I sow, but how deep I plant it. That's what he said. I got that. I was like, wow, that's good, bro. I don't even know if it's right. I'll preach. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a farmer. What do I know? I go to Publix. I, 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 the other day, me and Gigi were like banging stuff. I'm like, I just wanted to be stupid. Because you watch all these people in the produce section. It's like tap it and hit it and shake it. I was like, she's like, daddy, how did you do it? I said, you shake it. She was we shaking tomatoes or something stupid. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Not the produce guy doesn't know what he's doing. You ever ask questions in there? They don't know, bro. I go in there and I'm like, which one? Oh, tap the bottom of the melon. It's like, tap your melon, goob. Well, I don't know if this thing's any good. Get out of here. Just pick one. If it doesn't work, we'll come back. What am I going to do? I'm not complicating life. People like pressing the little part of the melon. Give me a break. Is that even right? Yeah, all you people said, yeah, you're all farmers now. Get out of here. Look, did you get that? Now keep reading, right? Swear by the greater, wore more ability to show. Look, he patiently endured. He swore by the greater. An oath to confirmation will end strife. That's a big one right there. We've preached that before, right? 16. You want to have strife leave your house? Find agreement. You got to find agreement. You want to know why you got strife? Because Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Well, you don't have agreement. You're going to have arguing. Find a place to agree. Agree, God will lead you. We try to do that as best we can. You know, I me and P.L., I'm like, I want to go right. She wants to go left. I'm like, let's try to agree that God will lead us in this stuff. Because God knows I'm going to be right, and I don't want to. <laughs> she don't have the mic, you know, so I can try to pull this off a little bit. but It's going to come back to me. Don't worry about it. I'm going to get in trouble for this later. <laughs> Look what he says. It's the Bible. Not the part I said about her being wrong, but this part. For Ben very swear by the greater, an oath to confirmation ends the strife. Does that make sense? So where you find agreement, you stop the strife. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes what's good to do is go, I want to go right. You want to go left. Let's all pause. I'll not push my way. You don't push your way. Let's just agree God leads us on this situation and circumstance, and then we'll see what happens. See what I'm saying? That's how you get rid of this stuff. But sometimes, because everybody's fighting for their own. Yeah. You can't do that, right? Look at 18, here we go. That's where I was trying to get you. Because when you see this stuff, that two mutual things, God cannot lie, right? We have strong consolation to hold on the hope that is set before us. And he well, he can't lie, right? God can't lie. God's not going to go against his character. That's Numbers 23 and 19, right? For God is not a man that he should lie, nor the Son of God that needs to repent. Right? Can't do it. So if you know the character of God, why are you questioning his promises? You might want to write that down. If you know the character of God, he based his promises based upon his character. That by two mutable things, in which it is possible for God to lie, we have strong consolation to keep our hope. God's not going to lie, and God ain't changing his mind. What he said, he said, he's going to do, he's going to do. So why are we questioning God's character about his promises if we know God's character in his promises? Because we don't really trust his character. Why? Because we don't know who he is. End of story. You wouldn't be concerned a minute of your life if you knew how much God cared about your life. Why are you sweating it? The one that cares more about you, that formed you in your mother's womb, he's got you in the palm of his hand, timing everything he's doing. you over there freaking out, flipping out about everything. Oh, what's going on, God? Like, bro, I'm the one who gave you life. You think I'm just going to leave you in the middle of this mess? I'm the one who brought you to church today. You think I'm going to get you? Come on, man. He's leading you and guiding you and trying to help you. Think about it. Look, it says hope, and that hope anchors. Look, Keep going. Keep going. It's hope going to anchor your soul, right? Set hope for which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Now, once you see that, what do you mean hope we have as an anchor? What hope do we have as an anchor of the soul? Write this down. God's character needs to be your hope anchor. Write it down. God's character needs to be which, an, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and it goes into glory. You know what that means? It's Where do I keep my hope? My hope comes from the Lord. When you know God's character, you know what you do? When you know God's character, my God in heaven, you don't question his promises. Because you know know he's good. See it? You getting it? What do you mean hope anchors my soul? Come on, we've been here before. You know what that means? What's my soul? My mind, my will, my emotions. It gets squirrely. When it gets squirrely, what do I go back to? My hope. Now, what did I tell you hope was? I don't know all those scriptures. Time out. Chill. I'm giving you the fast track. I know his character. God only wants to my ways, ain't your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. I got a better way of thinking about you than you think about you. God's only good. Come on, you see what I'm saying? So if you're in it, God's in it, guess what? It's gonna get good about a day. Come on now. You got to understand this stuff. Now, here's what happens is, but you got to understand, hope of the anchor of the soul comes from what? It should be word based and character based. They should work together. So, if I got God's character, I know who He is. If I got God's word, I got this thing sealed. That's where you got to stay. You got to stay in the word and get God, everything God based His word upon is. His character. I couldn't find so nobody greater to swear by, so I swore by myself. Come on, bro. What are you saying? Am I so? Am I? I'm so valid in what I'm saying to you? I just made a covenant with myself and you guys partake in it. Which made it perfect because no man's involved. That's why he uses that terminology, and no man can disannul. You ever hear of annulment? You break a covenant, you get an annulment. Okay? Get it together, guys. You here? I know you are. I'm I'm poking you in the head because I want you to think. You know, church ain't running around like a chicken with your head cut off and just screaming, ah, God, ha, God, ha! Ha! Jesus! Ha! 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 Come on! Will you cut it out? Run around like a bunch of nitwits. We'll run around, but let's know why we're running. God is so solid with this thing. He said, "My name, my character, and who I am is on the line." Back in every promise you ever read, and those promises are in you. That's right. Because He put them in you. in the fort. Now, why you want to see how? You want to see how? Look, look! 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 Watch! You want to see some? I'm a, we're going to keep reading. Is this good? You like this? Are you getting something out of this? I'm going to tell you what, I'll, I'll give you 56 scriptures a week, man. Come on, man. Studying for this, I really had to ask myself a question. Okay, and I'm just going to, I'm transparent with you. I was like, man, I'm going to go full throttle deep. I don't want to fly over the head of the young guys and girls, but I said, you know what, bump it. I wish somebody would have gave me this 25 years ago. Raw and what you don't understand, come and ask. Right. Someone can help you because the problem is it takes too long to grow spiritually. If we, if we, I'm not, I, I gotta just give it to you full throttle. So you gotta come in here ready to learn. And it's gonna get worse in a good way because I'm loaded and I just wanna stay in this. I don't, this is how you do it. I don't wanna hear none of that other nonsense, goofiness, you know goofball. You know, they want to, you know, I got, I got somebody the other day, they're all shot out in grace or they're shot out in this and they're shot out in that. I'm, I'm a grace guy. Don't, don't write me a letter. I don't want to hear it. I understand what grace is though. It's an empowerment factor. You still got to put this work in. This is the work because let me tell you what grace is. It's an empowerment factor. So you can do this because without the grace of God, you couldn't do this. I'm not, I'm a faith guy, but without faith, you can do this. I'm, I'm, I'm a Pentecostal Guess what? you got to have the Holy Ghost. You understand what I'm saying? Don't get in your little ditch and build a little little stream and say, I'm just going to stay in my little boat, and this is how we do it. you got to renew your mind, man. Nobody's going to renew your mind. God can't renew your mind. you got to put the work in to renew your mind. And your spirituality, read my lips and look at me, your spirituality, and let me say it even better, is your Christianity is only going to be as good as your mind is renewed because you don't know who you are, and I don't know who I am until I renew myself with the Word of God. So now you're going to be like, I'm not going to do none of that. Well, then, good. Be carnal the rest of your life and feel like that if you want to be. But that ain't you guys. That's why you come here. I'm like, I want to go. I want to know something. So I'm showing you. Go to the next scripture. We're good. I'll, I'll just pop that up there. You watch. Write them down. You'll see. Wherewith the forerunner Jesus entered in as a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. What is he saying? He's making intercession for me and you. Well, who? Who he making intercession with? With God. Okay. So you're an heir you're an heir to the promise. Hmm. Kinda sounds good, don't it? Got this promise. Where are these promises? They're in Christ. Where's Christ? He's in you. And unto the seed. Seed. Look, you want here, let me show you this. Because I'll i catch it on the I'll catch it on the run. And when I get it, we're gonna we're gonna go to go to Galatians. Go to Galatians three thirteen. Again, Christ you for all right here. Everybody okay? Just write them down. You guys good? You see where I'm going with this? So we got this hope. We got you see what I'm saying? We got this hope that's to anchor my soul. What's my soul? The trichotomy of man. Real fancy term for explaining the trinity of man. So That's the formal technology, technical word, right? trichotomy. What does that even mean? Means I means three-part man, okay? Spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit. You have a, a mind, a will, and emotions, and you live in a body, okay? Your body touches the earth. Your mind, will, emotions touches your intellect, and your spirit's what contacts God, okay? Your spirit, now watch this. Now, you're not three individual parts, like separate entities. You're one being. But you're comprised of three different three different positions you receive information from. That's really good. I like that. That's good, right? I never said that before. Right? You receive information from your body, not too hot because it touches the earth. You receive information from your mind, your will, and your emotions. Intellect, usually reason. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. It, you gotta have it, though. It's deductive reasoning. You know, don't walk in traffic. Don't do this. Don't get too close to a cliff. Come on. You know, you gotta have it. You're not walking around like robots. And then you, you receive from the Spirit of God. Problem is, your, your, your soul has a calculation and a conclusion, and your body has a calculation and conclusion. And this is big. I said this in first service. I want you to get this. It's okay to feel... Okay, because I do not want you to think you're robotic in your feelings. But you have to filter your feelings to find out whether you can keep them or not. Yes. Write that down, it's big. Yes. Filter my feelings to find out whether I can keep them or not. It's big. Because I don't want you to think, well, you know, and the girls, I love it. The girls were all like, yay, yeah, okay. You, I get it, because listen, we're a bunch of like, I told the, we're like baboons, guys. You know what I mean? We don't, I'm just being honest. We didn't come from monkeys, everybody chill out. But we act like, like I've never asked you, how do you feel? What guy walks around? Me and Cole don't go hang out and go, hey, Cole, how you feel today? It's never come out of my mouth. Hey, Steve, how do you feel today? We don't really care how one another feels. Let's just go to work. Let's go do what we're doing. I don't Dennis, you know, how you feel today? I'm hitting a golf ball good. Let's go. All right, great. You know, that's what it's about. It's not like we don't talk like this. So we're kind of like, you know, abnormal in our thinking, you know, but she feels everything. You know what I mean? So I, the girls get excited. And I get it. It's okay to feel... But we got to filter our feelings to make sure. And guys, we feel just as much. We just lie about it because we don't want to look soft and we don't want to get in touch with our feelings, okay? So you guys know what I'm talking about. So you feel too. But the thing is, everybody's feeling, but are my feelings factual and can I basically put faith in them? Yeah. Otherwise, you have, to, you have to filter them and then you got to get rid of them because they don't line up to the word of God. They're, not, uh, they're unsafe to keep because then what they start becoming is strongholds in your mind of emotional disability. Yeah, they become emotional disabilities that people want to, you know, kind of rehearse and curse and pet and pave and all that other stuff when you really just got to cast it down. You know what I'm saying? Because life's going to hurt, baby. And I'm going to tell you right, all you young people, you need to go find some older people and go hang out with them. God's honest truth, man. You, you, you young married people, you need to go find people who've been married 40, 50 years and let them go tell you a little bit about pain. Because this generation don't know nothing about suffering, about nothing. We are so stinking entitled it's this unbelievable. These young kids, we better jerk the slack out of them today because they ain't got Well, I want, I want, I want. You need to get around a little bit of pain. A little bit of pain is good in life. Learn from it. Jesus learned obedience through his. And he was the masterful, obedient one. He never got out of disobedience. You know what I'm saying? The pain of subjecting your flesh to not get what it wants. You know what I'm saying? We got to learn, you know what I'm saying? Got to learn how to survive and do without sometimes. That sounds negative. No, that's positive. Because what it does is it makes you understand that I don't always get what I want. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's, that's a bunny trail. Stay in this trail, right? I got to make sure my feelings are factual. Because half the ideas you got in your head are lies, and you've been powered in what your beliefs. And now it's become your reality. Okay? Cool? So you got that? So you see seen this scripture, Galatians 3.13, real cool. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something here now. This is big. This is big stuff. This is deep stuff. And you guys are deep. You're smart. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law being made a curse for me. Right? We use that for offering, right? Curse is everything that hangeth on a tree. 13, right? 14. That, watch this now, the blessing of Abraham might come on a Gentile through who? Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now go slow. The promise, everybody look at it. The promise of the Spirit through faith. What was that? Christ in you. That's the promise of the Holy Spirit. See it? Yeah. Now you got You really got to see this now. I'm, I'm going to keep you for 10 minutes and we're going to go. I'm promise you're going home because I'm working your head. You see it? What did I say? You received the promise of the Spirit through what? You received what? You, you received the What? What spirit is that? The Holy Spirit. Yeah. You got born again because of what Jesus did on the cross, and he gave you the Holy Spirit to get you born again. Yeah. Did he not? Yeah. What got your spirit born again? Know ye not. Your body's a temple of the living God. The Holy Spirit came in, you got born again. Yeah. He, he gave you brand new. He took out your stony heart, put a new heart in. The Holy Spirit came. I like pool. I, this is the only way I see it good. Like a pool liner. Your liner was your human spirit, and the water was the Holy Ghost. You see it? You know what I mean by a pool liner? You know what I'm saying? They put the pool liner in, it molds all around, and with the, the, the dirt on the bottom, it goes where it goes, and then you put the water in, and in the pool fills the liner. The Holy Spirit is the water, and you are the pool liner. He took out your old sony heart, gave you a brand new line. He, This is what he said. Hey, you can't put the Holy Spirit new wine in an old skin. It'll burst. Let me give you a new skin. That's your human spirit. That's the real you. That's the born in you. And the Holy Spirit kind of moved in you, living in you. Come on, he's living in you, connecting with your Holy Spirit. You see it? So your spirit's connected to the Holy Spirit, and then you got your mind, will and emotions screaming about all this intellectual nonsense, crazy stuff, and your body, the soma, and the psyche. Well, it's crazy. That's where you get psychiatrists from, right? All those Greek words. Well, yeah, whatever, Right? Because what are talking about, right? She said neuropathical, whatever it was today. I don't know what she said. She's smart like that. She goes, oh, you have a neuropathical gynorplex or whatever that thing was. I said, yeah, great. It's true, but you got to undo that stuff because you got these furrows in your head. Remember we went to that fancy lady, she knew all that stuff. You got furrows in your neurological surgeons, man. You got furrows in your head that show you how to wire your head or whatever this stuff's about. God bless you, right? You could reprogram that with the word of God otherwise you're going to be stuck in who you think you are and you got to reprogram this thing okay cuz you live in a subconscious mind so you got to reprogram yourself with the word of god everybody getting where i'm going that's like i'm just trying to tell you we're all wired like this so we got to play with, play around with the wires and get this thing right everybody get it why did i say that look over there right that the blessing of Abraham might come on a Gentile, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the Holy Spirit came through faith. You believed in God. He gave you the Holy Spirit. Everybody got it? Good. No, you're not. Your body's the temple of the living God. Got it? 15. I'm going slow because I'm going to drop a bomb on you, and I want you to be ready. Brethren, I speak not after the manner of man. What's that mean? I'm not speaking like a normal individual with intellect alone. I'm talking to you about spiritual things. They're a little bit deeper, so pay attention. That's what Paul's trying to say, not me. I'm just telling you what Paul's saying, right? If this was a man's covenant, it what? It might be confirmed. Don't that sound like what we read in that other place? Over in Hebrews? uh, Confirming a covenant, disannulling a covenant, doing what he could do with a covenant. Don't that sound like Hebrews 6? Yet if it be confirmed, no man, a covenant. Then we talk about a covenant in Hebrews 6? He said, this covenant's based on my promises and my character. He said, look, he said, if I had to confirm this, then a man would mess it up. He could what? disannul? What's that mean? He could undo. But you can't undo what God did. You can't add two because it's done. Look at 16. Here we go. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you validity of something here. Now to Abraham and his seeds were the promises made. Stop right there. See what he's talking about? Covenant. Yep. Abraham started it. God and Jesus did it. It was done. And he said to Abraham and his seed. Now watch this. Go slow. And Abraham and his seed won. And didn't say plural. He said one. He even emphasizes where the promises, plural, made to the one seed, the Christ. He said not and to seeds as of many. He's clarifying what he's saying. You see it? He said, I didn't say seeds as of many. I said the one seed. The one seed, Christ in you, has all the promises. You better get this. It's so good. He said, well, well, go slow. Read it. Read it upside down, backwards. Play it backwards. It's spiritual any way you look at it. But I want you to get it because I don't want to leave here where you not getting it. So we're going to go slow and then we're going to wrap it up. Now read it slow and really get it. I got plenty of time. I was the guy in school like, what are they talking about? Let me hear it again. Let's hear it again. Now to Abraham, right, and his seed. We are the seed of Abraham. Many of us, but we're all in one body. So he says that one seed, Christ, in you has all those promises in it. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. And to the seeds of the money, but the one seed into thy seed, which is Christ. See it? So here's what he's saying. Look at me. I'm going to sarnelize it. Come here. Look, 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 look. He took all these promises and shoved them in the Holy Ghost and then shoved the Holy Ghost in you. Yep. And now he said, and that's why, jack it all up. Ready? And every promise to you is yes and amen. How in the heaven are you gonna say every promise in that Bible is yes and amen to me? Because the person that can get them to come to pass is living in you. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and everything's available to you if you can just get it linked up right. Because yeah. it's in you, waiting to what? Be planted inside of you and grow the fruit you need to take you into your future. Yeah. See what he says? As in Christ. Oh, last time I checked, Colossians 127 said Christ is living in me. What all the promises of God? Amen. Come on. Amen. Continue. Watch 17. You should pull it in. Just keep going. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right? And this I say. What you say? <laughs> that the covenant that was confirmed of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot jack it up. That it should be made of what? Promise. Of none of faith. He's saying the law can't undo what the promise is doing. Amen. Nothing can do undo what the promises can do. It's the promise in Christ. So here's what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. Every promise to you in the Bible has been placed in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the seed of where you're born from, and He's living in you. So every promise you need is in you. So how do I get what's in me out of me? You got to speak it. Now watch this. He created. That's right. Well, confession. Confession is affirmations that create realities. But I'm going to tell you where you got to speak it first. In yourself. This is so good. You got to take what's been deposited. This is so good. You got to take what's been deposited. You see it? You got to take what's already been deposited. You see it? You caught it. What's been deposited in your spirit and speak it out of your mouth so your soul can learn it. Because, see, this is what people don't understand. Because the problem is this, rejection, listen, Mark chapter 4, rejection is found in the soul only, and faith is developed in the soul. Because that's where you have accept and reject. Does that make sense? That's why Mark chapter 4 is really, you want to know what Mark chapter 4 is? Write this down. Mark chapter 4 is the soul, is the soul response to the word of God. I never said that till a month ago. That's what it is. Such as hear the word. They receive it with gladness, but then all of a sudden they get ticked off because of affliction and persecution and quit. Sound familiar? It's the soul response. Every time the word of God is heard, the soul needs to respond. Accept and reject is in the mind, will, and emotions, not in the spirit. Why? Because there ain't no fear in your spirit. There ain't no doubt in your spirit. There ain't no reject. This bothered me for years. How can I have unbelief inside of me? Easy. I never understood how God, okay, this blew me out for years. How in the heaven can I have unbelief within my spirit when my spirit is containing God? You can't. But what you have to learn is this. This is why this is so important. It's in the heart of man where the soul and the spirit connect. How in the world can we be talking like heaven one minute and be cussing like a sailor the next? And you got God living in you. I don't care if you cuss. I ain't worried about that. You understand what I'm talking about? Okay, how in heaven can I have God in me and I'm speaking the blessings of God and prophecies of heaven and 20 minutes I'm worrying and freaking out and fretting like God ain't even on the throne anymore? How in the world am I doing this? God said, well, you can either dive into any side of the pool you want, but guess what? If you step in the shallow end, you might not say the things you think you could say like you'd say if you were in the deep end. What does that mean? in the heart of man is where the soul and the spirit connect and everything that comes out of my out of the abundance of the heart let the mouth speak guess what you could dip in either the soul side of the mouth or you could dip in the spirit side of the mouth it's all up to what your acceptance of truth or your rejection of a moment you could bless God with this thing and you could curse men that's what Jesus tell telling you no bitter water and sweet water should come up out of there but how come because I can lean on either side it's in you you see it? It's got to be a choice first, otherwise, your feelings are going to come out of your mouth all the time. You see it? Why? I'm emotional today. There ain't no selling you what I'm going to say if I'm emotional. I don't have a problem with it. You understand it? You better get it. I got to train my mouth what to say. Because I realized something, because it bothered me. an abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. But if this, you want to know how I got this? I said, I don't like it, God, and you better explain it because it's garbage as far as I'm concerned in my head and I need fixing. Either make the tree good or his fruit good or make the tree corrupt or his fruit corrupt for a tree is known by his fruit. I said, my fruit is wacky every other week. Help me understand how if it's so developed, I could sound like I'm God in the earth and a dipstick in the earth. Help me get it. Because if everything only comes up out of my heart, why is my heart saying things it should not say? I never understood it. Well, explain it, come on. You can't. Until you seek and dive in, that's when I got it. God said this. He said, "Well, it's in the heart of man, where Hebrews four and twelve. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing us under the soul and the spirit, the joints and intents, and the thoughts and int- the joints and the marrow and the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word of God is the only thing that could divide the soul and spirit, and the word of God is the only thing that can put it back together. So here's what you need to understand: in my heart, in my heart." is where my soul and my spirit connect. So if my intellect taps into my heart, reason's coming out of me. But if I tap into my spirit, the word of God's coming out. Or things that line up to the word of God. So our words are locating what side of our Life, we're living at of. You're a loser. Well, you're just in the flesh right now. You can't produce there. You see it? What happens when I go find those promises? I pull those promises out of me and train my mind who he is. Look at James one i I'll let you go home. You can play because that will stop me. Come on. James one twenty one. Come on. James 1.21, thank you. you James 1, 20. Uh put away uh, all superfluity of naughtiness and all this craziness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. James 1.21, watch, read it, you'll see it. It says, right. It, 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 this is what it's gonna tell you. It says, wherefore lay apart, there it is, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. What's that mean? You gotta save your soul. Receive with meekness the engrafted word. What's that mean? The word of God is infused with power to transfer your soul. Your soul has to transform. Your mind can't think what it wants to think. Your emotions cannot think what they want to think. You're, you're, you can't do it. Here's the problem. Now here's the guy that's got no hope, man. He's in trouble. He says, you know what he says, and the Bible says, without hope, without God, there's no hope in the world. I know why. Because there's no, there's no balance of where you're going to have structure. Anything that comes in your head can stay. Until the word of God is your final authority, you can believe anything, and you will. You can't. You can't. You can't. You'll believe anything you want to believe about you. Nah, God didn't say that about me. Nah, God didn't say that about my situation. Oh, let me show you your past. God forgot about my past. Why are you trying to go there, devil? Nah, no, I ain't going to my past. Only thing back there is regret. Everybody trying to take you to memory you need to get rid of. Stop trying to tell me who I was. That's not who I am anymore. Stop trying to put a label on me who you think I am. You don't have no right to speak into my life. But it's my Grandma Mary. Tell Grandma Mary, shut up. Pastor Chris says, shut up. Yeah, right. And tell her, write me a letter. I ain't going to read that either. <laughs> who do you think? You, don't talk, you ain't talking to my life. You ain't speak, you don't qualify to speak in my life. That's if you don't line up with God, I'm not letting you in. That's right, right? No, you understand? Some of you got to get that. You don't got to be rude to people, but, oh, here's who you are. Stop telling me who I was 20 years ago. That ain't the prototype of me today. Yeah. Stop trying to tell me who you think I am. You don't know who I am. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, somebody told me the other day, they said, Pastor now don't, 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 don't take this out. Just I'm telling you what somebody asked me. They were like, well, you know. I said, look, this bro, stop. I said, I don't do this. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Pay attention. I don't care what you do and mind your business. I'm telling you about a conversation I had and I'm telling you why. Okay? So all you people do all this stuff. I don't really care. Don't pull me in your mess. I'm just telling you what I do and I'm telling you why I responded to this guy the way I responded. I said, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't watch stuff I'm not supposed to watch. I live this thing tight. I do all this stuff I got to do. I ain't perfect, but I try to do the best I can to keep it tight. And I said, you want to know why? I need confidence, man. Right, man. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I need confidence, bro. I don't want to be thinking there's anything loose in my game when I walk in the arena with the devil. Because that's, that's the only one I'm slaying. I ain't fighting people. I ain't fighting myself. I said, that joker don't want to come near me, man. He's scared of me. The devil's scared of you? He stays up at night trying to stay away from me. Why? Because I'm God man walking in the earth and so are you. That's the only reason why we put these promises in us. That's the only reason why we live the life we live. It's the only reason why you do what you do. You gotta keep your confidence. Whatever's making you slip in your confidence, cut it out of your life. It's not worth keeping, man. Why? Because when you get up in the morning and you say, hey, I'm awake, you want the enemy to know, uh-oh, here he comes again. Why? Because you're going to confess the word of God. You're going to speak what God's promises said. You're going to speak to situations in the mouth. You've got to have power. That's why I tell you that stuff. If it makes you feel like you're compromising the mouth that God gave you, cut it out. Don't do it, man. I'm hanging around these dudes. I can't talk about God. Get new friends. Come on. Come on, I try to go to church. I told somebody to come to church. They don't want to come to church. I don't want to go to church. I, I got a girlfriend. She don't I don't know, She ain't down with God. Are you kidding me? Eradicate this stuff. You see what I'm saying? I just said that to stir you up. I don't care what you do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Like you know in your heart, like, dang, man, I got- I gotta get that, man. That's not I mean, every I, watch this. Watch this. You wanna know what you gotta get rid of? That. What do you feel on you? What you gotta get rid of? That. See, God knows where you make the adjustments. Not me. I ain't no judge nor juror. But you better judge yourself. How'd you do that? How'd that come in my head like that? I need to get. You want to know who you need to get away from? Them. Want to know what you need to stay away from? That. Where's that? That thing that God spoke to you about? On the inside. See, that? you got to follow that. Stay God confident. Look right here. Look what he's saying. 121, I didn't forget about it. Watch. He said what? Right? He said, get away from the stuff you need to get away from. Lay apart that filthiness and that naughtiness and get rid of this nonsense and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. See that? Engrafting means it's empowered to produce of itself. You know, you do that with the tree, they cut it, they stick it in, the other tree does this and all that stuff. I don't understand nothing about this. All of a sudden now we're a horticulture class. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Keep going, watch. We done. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own self. What's that mean if I hear and don't do? I'm self-deceived. Look what he says. Because I look in the mirror. Look what he says. But If any man be a hearer and not a doer, he's a person. Wait, 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 yep, 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 you're good. Deceiving his own self. 23, watch. If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a person that looks in the mirror and sees a reflection and walks away from the reflection and forgets what manner of man he is. He's saying he looks in the Bible and the Bible shows him a reflection of who he is and then he walks out in the world and just talks like the world, act like the world, speak like the world, do like the world, be like the world. But he forgot what manner of man he was. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about the mirror of the Word of God it shows you you're a champion, you're victorious. Here's what the mirror, here's what the Bible says, right? Just say, say this is my Bible, right? This is my, just say this because it is. It's the word of God. I got it in there, right? Okay. I'm a champion. I'm victorious. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have the power of God. I, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm supernatural. It's giving me a reflection. It's giving me a reflection. I can do this and I'm powerful. And God gave me strength and God gave me ability. He said, Looks in America. I received that. Watch 24. Keep going. Look what it says in 24. Look what it there. I'll pull it up in my Bible too. Right? You got for you got you got it in there? Look at this. Look at it. Look at look at look, it. Look, look. James 1. 24, look at this. And it says what? And and, and it it says, And for he beholdeth himself and goes his way and forgets what manner of man he was. So this guy goes, I'm a champion. I'm victorious. I can do all things. And he comes out of this mirror. He's like, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I can't achieve. I can't do. I'm broke. I'm sick. I'm dead. I'm dying. I can't. I won't. I don't know how to do. Oh, look at verse 25. But whosoever. Say, so look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, I'm a whosoever. But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he not being a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man should be blessed. Oh, there's that blessing kicking in, that empowerment to prosper in every area of life. Blessed is it. If any mind, well, look, 26 is going to tie it up. But well, what's twenty-six? But if any man among you seem to be spiritual or religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. What you mean, bridle not your tongue? Don't that sound like James chapter 1 and chapter 3? Bridleth your tongue, tell your tongue what to say. Anybody that can't keep their mouth connected to the right kind of spirituality is self-deceived. He's deceiving his own heart. Funny how the words in your mouth write something on your heart. Funny how the words in your mouth release something in your heart. Last time I checked... That's where the Holy Ghost is. He's in the inside of you, in your heart, connected. When your mouth starts connecting to who you are spiritually and those promises, you start reprogramming your mind what to think out of your mouth. Your mind what to think. Your will how to conform. Your emotions where they can go. You got to get your mouth to train your heart what to believe. But if you keep speaking the wrong stuff... You keep right, and my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, writing upon the tablets in the hearts of men. What you mean, your tongue's the pen of a ready writer? Your tongue is writing the history of your life, your tongue is limiting where you can go. James chapter 3 says, If you can tame your tongue, you can tame your body. You got to speak the promises of God, you got to speak the ability of heaven, you got to speak. You ain't doing enough talking, man. You're talking negative, you're talking doubt, talking about it. Don't tell me what they said about you, tell me what the Bible wrote about you don't tell me what they think about you, tell me what God thinks about you say what God says you got to start doing this because you're going to tell you what you do you got to speak it got to get it out of your mouth now watch what I show you first you ready for this this is, this is, this is, this is spiritual law alright and I'm going to say this some of you are going to catch this now let me show you the growth process I never talk. I never talk like this. I'm just going to start going deep, man. Forget about all this nonsense. So we're just going to go deep. You first speak the word of God. Now, I'll show you this. Your first level, I'm going to have two nights, one confession, one meditation. I'm going to do it online. The first level of confession is you're really speaking to yourself. See, Jesus said you plant the heavens you got to plant some stuff inside of you. Your first season of confession, you're really doing the speaking to plant within yourself. You're planting the seeds within the soul that eventually you can get agreement with to manifest in the earth. The first season of your confession is you're going to take it out of your spirit and put it in your soul. So don't get discouraged in the first season of talking. It's going to take time for that tree to grow but I promise you there's going to be a day you're going to be able to eat the fruit off that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody gets nervous right away. I started speaking to stuff, and so nothing happened. It's happening. Just chill out. See, Jesus was a master teacher, and he blew everybody out. When he cursed the fig tree, Peter was lost. He said, the minute I said it, it was dead. You had to see it to believe it. I said it and believed it. And he tried to get Peter to understand you could have the same kind of faith that you could stand in the mountain be thou removed. He said the thing with the sick tree. That's Luke 17. We'll talk about that next week. He said, teach us how to increase our faith. They said, we don't, we, you can't increase your faith. He said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, and everybody talks about, remember they all brought a little seed? He said, a little tiny seed. That's goofy. That's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. He's not talking about the size of your faith. He, wasn't, he said, he, why do you think when he asked the question, increase my faith? He never answered it, really. Because you can't increase your faith. You could understand more about the faithfulness of God, but you don't increase your faith. I hate it, and now I got all more even validity about it because everybody's waiting until their faith grows to do something. No, he said, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you would say, "You better get that." He said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say, "Unto the sycamine tree, be thou removed, be thou plucked out of the root, and be cast in the sea, and shall doubt in his heart, and shall believe he shall whatsoever he says." And what he said right after that. He said this. He said, which of you have a servant? Tell him to go and take a rest when he still needs to serve you. He said, faith's a servant. Put it to work. Mm -hmm. And you know how you put faith to work? What words? You know how you empower it? What words? Start speaking with all day long. Every time you think of it, say it. Talk those things out. Speak them out. If you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say, you would say, unto that tree be thou removed. See, you got to have faith to move your mouth. Before it's ever going to move your mountain. You got to start saying. See what I'm saying? What what I've been saying. Do an inventory of what you've been saying. Now stop and pause. Oh, brother. I've been saying this and I've been saying that. I ain't ain't talking like that no more. What you been saying? You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that no more. I'm broke, sick, dog, no, no, no. Negative. Some of you like negative Nancy. I ain't got no Nancys in here, do I? If I do, I'm sorry. You're not negative. But... You know what I'm saying? Negative about everything. Nah, no, you can't be like that. You release. You release. You release. You're either going towards, or you're, you got to understand. You bridle in your body. All right. Come on, you did great. Stand up on your feet. You see it? You got to pull all that together. Does that make sense today? Now you got nuggets in there. Like, oh, Pastor Chris, it's all in my spirit. Every promise of God. How in heaven is God going to tell you yes and amen to every promise in heaven? How in the heaven could He say yes? Every promise of God is yes and amen. How in the heaven I can get any promise of God come to pass in my life? He said, yeah, if, if you can go in that promise tank because it's in your spirit and you can agree with it with your soul, you'll pull it over in your reality of your spirit. Does that make sense? Because yeah. where is it? It's in you. Man, you want to know, know what's scared the living scare out of me? I don't want to go to the grave with all these promises in me. That's right. You know, somebody said that one time. The greatest potential is in the graveyard. And I always thought about that, you know, pour your life out like a drink off and I don't want to go to heaven with all these promises in me that I was supposed to leave in the earth. Put the due diligence in and drag this stuff out of you for your family, for yourself. And it's easy. So here's, you find it, you agree with it, and you speak it. And then you just meditate on it. And then anything that tries to come say something different than that promise you got in your soul now, you just agree with it. So that ain't, that ain't, I'm not, taking, I'm not picking that up. It ain't part of my package. You're delivering that to the wrong person, bro. That ain't who I am. I don't receive that. That ain't packaged in the plan I got. You know what I'm saying? That's how you do it. It's hard. Try not to do it and see how hard it is. Now everybody's like, it's so hard to be in the will of God. It's a whole lot harder being out of it, honey. Let me tell you right now. Come on, man. Amen? Lift your hands to heaven just for a minute. Just thank God. That's your place to surrender. Just tell Jesus, thank you for what you're doing. Just say, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Who's got lower back pain? You got lower back pain? Come down here now. It's more on the right side. Anybody with lower back pain, come down here now. I just got that. Who's got right shoulder pain? Come here. You got right shoulder pain. You can't move your right shoulder. It's loose. It's stuck. It freezes. It only goes so far. whoever has got right shoulder pain? Come down here now. As soon as you come down here, take one step up. As soon as you come down here, take one step up. Lift your hand to heaven, close your eyes. Lift your hands to heaven, close your eyes. I don't know if it's the right hip. Is it the right hip? Right hip towards the back. If you got right hip pain, come down here now. I'm going to give, close your eyes. I'm going to give, close your eyes. I'm going to go real slow. Just meditate this for a minute. I just picked the left knee, outer knee, more than the inside knee. Left knee, outer knee, like right here. Somebody's got this knee because if I feel it in my body, trust me, it's in that building. I cause cause I know what happens. If it's the left knee outside, come down here now. Don't ask them, they know if it's on you, come. You know what I'm saying? If the left knee's bugging you, come down. If you're freaking out, don't worry about it. I ain't gonna do nothing weird. I'm gonna lay hands on you. Everybody, close your eyes. If your left knee's bothering you, wave at me now. I'm not gonna call you down, just wave at me. Is it happening? Anybody got a left knee waving me? Just wave. I ain't going to lay, I'll lay hands and I'll pray for you where you're at. Okay? Hey, it ain't, ain't my knee. You deal with it. Okay? Ready? That's all I got right now. Lift your hands to heaven and close your eyes. <laughs> Lift your hands to heaven and close your eyes. Oh, look at the power of God. All right. Yeah, we'll go slow. I don't know, I felt those in my spirit. The Bible says lay hands. I'm not, I don't know. You're laying on the hands. The power of God. And then you're going to receive what you came to believe God for. That's how the anointing works. Is that okay? Is that okay? So whatever you came to receive, you're going to get it and you're going to receive it. And then, and the power of the Holy Ghost is going to work on you. Right? I to get ready to receive this right now. Go! Right now that hour goes, Leave your body. That's the glory of God on you. That's the glory of God on you. That's the glory of God on you. You ain't gotta fall or none of that. You fall, you fall. I don't really care. Pain. Go! Right now in Jesus' name. Right now. From the top of your head, slowly for feet, all that pain's gotta go in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Jesus' name gotta go. You got you here? Thank you, Lord. I thank you for Brian, Lord. Let the power of God come on him supernaturally right now. Now! Jesus' name. Power! Jesus' name. Yeah. It's cool, man. God be God. You know what I'm saying? Power of God is coming on you. Right now. It's a brand new season for you. Now! Go in Jesus' name. Right there. There's a piece. Jesus' name. I got you. Jesus' name. Strengthen her Totally. Jesus' name. Full mobility in Jesus' name. You got her? Oh yeah, you want to stay there? I don't know if we need help. Cool. I oh, think she's okay. All right? Power of God's coming. Sam, you better get ready. Power in Jesus' name. There it is, right there. Jesus' name. I just feel it. I feel like getting stronger on me. Jesus. Power. Healing power is flowing in your body right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You okay? Natural is coming in you right now in Jesus name. In Jesus name, that's good. Let them get what they need to get. Power, of God's coming on you in Jesus name. I like ah, in Jesus name. Talk to the Lord, heal Him, Lord, in Jesus mighty name. Bless Him in Jesus name. Sam, your back's gonna work right. Work in Jesus name. Ha ha ha! Boo, Jesus power. I like it. It's cool. It Gets me a little saucy. You know what I'm saying? We just stand for a minute. God's good, Amen. Praise the Lord. I feel good. I got everybody. I gotta get. Close your eyes. You got pain in that knee? Just just lift your hands to heaven. If you got knee pain in your left knee, raise your hand. You ain't gotta come down here. We will pray for it. It's gonna go away. There's somebody else out there too. In the mighty name of Jesus, I just thank you for the pain leaving your knee, leaving your body, leaving your leg right now in Jesus' name. I take authority over it. People don't sometimes don't want to come down here. I don't blame them, but I'm going to get it anyway. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for touching them and healing them and setting them free in Jesus' name. And I thank you that knee works and functions properly from this moment forward like never before in Jesus' name we pray. Now lift your hands to heaven and just thank God. God's so good, ain't he? He's so good, ain't he? I think so of these people need to get saved, don't they? Some of these people got to get saved. Listen. Right. Okay, we're going to pray for Miss Kathy. All right, then we're going to play. Then just put your hand. If you need to get saved, you need to get saved. Some of you need to get saved. Just lay, your hands on just lay your hands on her. Lay your hands on her. Go in Jesus' name. Don't come back. Find all that nonsense. I right, ever put your hands down and just take a minute. I think PL is going to pray with you. But listen, I'm going to do something first, and I want to do this benediction, and she's going to pray for you. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you something right here now. I ain't, I'm not playing with this today, and I'm never, I never do this. If you're not saved, you don't know you're going to heaven. You better get saved today. Okay? Now, listen. Getting saved don't mean you got to change anything right away. God's more long patient than people, and religion's crazy. Okay? If you want to help these guys up, yeah, help. Oh, here, I'll help you. Okay? So, so are you with me with this? You know what I'm saying? So don't get up just yet. Just hang out for a minute, and then we'll get you some help. All right, wait a minute. Okay, you guys stay with me. Listen, don't leave this building. Like, do I got to sign up for this church? No. Go to church wherever you want to go. You better go to a good one, though. Go to this goofy church teaching nonsense. That's what I'm saying. But if you're in this building today and you're like, I don't know, I might be going to heaven. I might not be going to heaven. You better stop playing with this. No, you can't clean a fish before you get it in a boat. Get in a boat and let God work on you as he does. I'm not going to do it. It ain't my job. I'm just going to preach the word like I do every week. But you better not be on the edge, not surrendering to God like God's going to take something from you. God ain't taking nothing from you, man. This benefit package is too good with God. So I, I want you to close your eyes, and when you raise your hand, she's going to pray for you. But I got the unction on me today to demand you out of hell. You understand me? There's a Bible scripture that says this. It says, don't, don't wait. Rip them out of hell. I ain't playing today. Like, oh, you're going to figure it out. Stop figuring it out. Be quiet and do what I'm telling you. Just, Pastor Chris, I don't know if I'm going to heaven. Raise your hand, say the prayer, and let's get the thing started. Nobody's going to come to your house and bother you. Nobody's going to say, oh, look at you. Every one of us had to make this decision. So close your eyes. Everybody in the building, don't look around because you nosy people get all the people that are concerned about this. Kind of like, who's going to raise their hand? Stop being nosy. Close your eyes. And if you're in here today, and you don't know for sure, and you want Jesus Christ, lift your hand to heaven right now. Here's three hands up already. Don't look around. Get your hand high in the air. Raise it real high and go, today's my day. Raise your hand real high. Raise it in the air. If you don't know you're going to heaven, raise your hand right now. Raise your hand right now. One, two, three. Raise it in the air. High, where only Jesus can see it. And Pastor Liz is going to pray for you, and you're going to go. Into, you're going to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you're going to have eternal salvation, we're all going to go to heaven together. Praise God.